Due to the explicit discussion of sexual assault and misconduct, we would like to issue a warning for today's show. If you would like to skip our Someone Something segment where we discuss the documentary Surviving R. Kelly, it begins at the 35 minute 38 second mark and ends at the 56 minute 15 second mark. Sugar, seasoning salt, and a bunch of other ill shit. These were the ingredients used to create the baddest bitches alive until the professor drunk ass accidentally smashed the bottle that not only made them bad bitches, but gave them superpowers as well. That is when the baddest bitches was born, baby. Three of them to be exact. Chris, Doyen, Becca. Oh, they ain't to be fucked with. So if y'all got any problems, these the bitches y'all come get. Yeah, yeah, we are the bitches. And we'll take your niggas. Bitch, I ain't fucking playing. Yeah. And welcome back to Poor Life Decision. I'm Chris. I'm Doyen. Wait, wait. That could have been smoother. Wait, wait, we're going to introduce you like we have manners. (laughs) Oh, 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 okay. You're already better at introducing yourself than Becca. (laughs) I mean, okay. Becca? Doyen? God damn it. I was doing so good last week. Um. Guest of the pod, do you want to come up with a cool name for yourself? This is so much pressure. Um, I'll I'll just be okay. Rob this time. This okay. time, Rob, just Rob. And I have to write that down, um, because drinks will impair <laughs> my mind. And I will read what's on the screen. <laughs> so, how are y'all doing tonight? Um, we will. Oh well, I was about to say we'll start with our guests, but you know what? I'll I'll give you a moment to just kind of you know see how this goes so uh Doyen, how are you doing how's your week been and please tell us what you're drinking um thanks for asking and um just happy to be here but no you can't have you can't you can't use thanks for asking more than two times a quarter like I, every week every other week it's like Thanks for asking. Every week. First of all, I would like to thank <laughs> all glory goes. <laughs> anyway. Uh, um when it comes to drinking, I'm drinking this chili old fashioned that Becca got us. Um, you were right about because I did do a dry wet run. Yeah. And I filled it with ice and too icy. So this time around, I, I have the, the like whiskey I balls. Oh, so I just put it in there instead. This time around, does that mean it's your second no, drink of the night? It's my or... first drink of the night. Don't <laughs> give me too much. Oh <laughs> the second one sitting right beside it. <laughs> okay, Becca, how is uh, how's your weekend week been, and what are you drinking tonight? My week has been crazy so the same co-worker that mm-hmm. i've been telling all y'all about that uh mm-hmm. has been doing the most over the holidays i think we're gonna have oh, to fire yeah. her tomorrow so i was dealing with that today 
just more and more stuff just got uncovered today, Uh. which was insane. So that's why I was running a little late, moving and shaking. But I am trying a new drink tonight. I made an apple cider Kentucky Mule. Fancy. Um, So it's got, yes, it's got some sparkling apple cider, uh, some whiskey, and just like a splash of ginger beer on top. I'm going to try that. I know. Sounds really good, And so, uh, guest Rob, how has your week been? And (laughs) what are you drinking tonight? My week has actually been excellent because I haven't been at work. Oh, that's the best Um, week. (laughs) Been traveling back. I went back on the Mississippi. And which also brings me to my drink. I am drinking some of my dad's homemade Muscadine Come on, Dad. Come through, moonshot. You know what I'm saying? He is a bootlegger. I, I hope, I hope no, not too many people listen to this that are in law enforcement. But um, yeah, he. I brought home a very nice size bottle, so I'm giving that a try. Listen, uh, I love homemade muscadine wine. Girl, I got you. I, I, I'm like, saying, <laughs> I might give it to Rebecca. To get I, it to that, I too love homemade alcohol. <laughs> 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 you have my well, address. So what's, <laughs> I, I I do I do. Well, everything. So what y'all saying is I need I need to get my dad to hook y'all. Yes, yes, and you know any other surprises, whatever is in his repertoire, we're we're ready. He makes a really good blueberry wine. Yes, he does. That sounds good. Yes, he does. He's he's actually working on a very large batch of that right now. Large batch. That's all we needed to hear. Mm-hmm. So um, everything's been pretty cool over this way um i just noticed that the seventh is blue ivy's birthday and mm-hmm. also my baby's mm-hmm. birthday oh wow okay now you got the air listen i just figured out how to um record a sound without <laughs> anyway it's it's long and drawn out and i'm proud of myself and now just get ready for the sounds <laughs> and i literally just added this like two minutes before we started <laughs> so i was really hoping it would work but anyway <laughs> so i am a little late to the party i know but i'm finally trying the Crown Royal Apple. This is your first time trying it ever. I was I was scared of it I, because it doesn't sound good. It just doesn't sound good. But mm-hmm. I added a little Sprite so it can have a little fizz. And um, okay, <laughs> oh my God. and I I like it. I mean, it's a little sweet, but I like it. Next time I'm gonna try just uh <laughs> Joanne has the residual giggles from last week. Rob, have Listen, you seen that meme? <laughs> I cannot see it. I, I have not. I have not. So oh, I'm gonna Rob, send it to you. what you're Hang saying on. is you don't follow on Instagram. Is that what you mean? That's what it sounds like. I I'm pretty sure I Dude, I feel like if I follow Doyen, I do. But let me see. I, I can go. I, can I mean, go I feel like now. that's something you need to adjust now. <laughs> you can't be <laughs> a friend of the pod and not follow 
It's poor life decision, <laughs> one decision. <laughs> I just got this meme, by the way, and I'm like, I hate y'all. So it is never not funny. <laughs> All right, let me. I'm on my phone right now. Let's see. Oh, Lord. I do not actually, see. so I'm following right see. now. There we go. Here we go. Mm, Come, mm, in, boom! I just got the notification. Way to go. So did I. Boom. <laughs> anyway, back oh, to your sorry. brown apple with the little face. I'm. <laughs> it, I, okay. Next so. time, I'm gonna try just some regular, um, either club soda or tonic water because. It's it is still a little sweet. It is very sweet. Right. It so. is very very sweet. I like it. <laughs> All right. Well, you can just drink it straight though. I mean, straight yeah. is not with bad. ice, let it water down. Oh well, yeah. with water because you know. <laughs> so Rob, you know, I don't ice. keep ice, and Doyen just likes to, you know, remind me that. Oh, you don't you you don't believe in ice. I mean, <laughs> She does not it believe only waters in ice. Your drink there... down. There's no purpose in ice. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. I I I, I can I, I can I can see that. All right. I was just like I thought I was saying you like you don't like believe in ice at all. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I actually. <laughs> me. Oh, so that's what. <laughs> as a principle. <laughs> you know, what? I accept you as you are. I... I, I'm 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 not even gonna go there. I'm not even gonna go there. <laughs> Okay, moving on <laughs> to uh, this moment in Doyen's Black history. So I'm going to caveat this with saying I've seen bits of it. I just haven't seen all of it. But yesterday, um, <laughs> we watched two episodes of the Dave Chappelle show on Comedy Central. <laughs> Rob, this was Doyen's first time you, watching I Chappelle show. Like, man. It. I just haven't seen all of it. I give you so much credit. I don't know why. I, I, give you so I, much <laughs> I don't. I don't know why either. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. <laughs> That's really sweet of you. Know but, I feel like when it came out, I was young. My parents didn't let us watch stuff like that. We are in the <laughs> same age. You're probably about a few months younger than me. Um, I just feel like, anyways. Yeah. So we watched mm-hmm. it. It was funny. Um, I appreciate it. Um, there's a lot of humor that wouldn't fly <laughs> nowadays. Today, yeah. <laughs> but um, it was funny, and yeah. Okay. All right. Can I ask you? Do you remember what what was going on in your episode? Um, the first one was the blind black Klansman. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Classic. My favorite part about the second one was, was the white woman singing his thoughts. Um, I can't remember what the big gift was. She got yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, I can't remember. Oh, my mind is bad. I can't remember what happened. In the second episode. Yeah, like the first bad. one, like I know I was well, the second one I was cracking up at the beginning part and then I don't remember what happened. Uh it was the crackhead showed up to the school. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That's my favorite part. Tyrone. He is one of my favorite characters. Tyrone. He is yeah. one of my favorite characters, but also I plan on marrying Mostef. So when it's an oh. episode where he's on there, it just kind of takes over. Mostef yeah. is so dope. Or Yosef, whatever he's going by these days. <laughs> Yasin Bey. 
Is he still an African? <laughs> I feel like I, I feel like that was ended in the at the end of 2017. I feel like he came back last year. Why? Hmm. I'll check. So again, did you say why? Yeah. <laughs> you mean? You mean why? <laughs> oh gosh. Jeez. Was right thinking. now, if we were in the same room, it would be the staring. He didn't even. Just I just spit. You know. <laughs> just made me <laughs> Crown apple all over my brand new. <laughs> Please stop wasting alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to current events. So, um, <laughs> the first one, Becca titled it, it was so cute. Kevin loves Ellen. I mean, Ellen loves Kevin. <laughs> um, excuse me. I think I did that. Thank you. <laughs> no, my bad. Yeah, that wasn't me. <laughs> Put your initials beside it. Uh, <laughs> but, um... <laughs> Ellen was kind of talking to Kevin Hart about the whole 19 Oscars debacle. So literally one day Kevin Hart was like, yeah, I'm posting the Oscars. This is so great. And by the next day, Twitter had just like dragged him <laughs> so hard into the inner depths. And he apologized or he said he apologized and then stepped yeah. down from actually being a host of the show. I'm going to caveat my thoughts around this and say that cognitive bias is real. So I'm like, according to what he said, at least he said that he'd apologize a few times about it. And I know Kevin Hart makes a whole lot of problematic jokes, even about black women. And I'm still like, well, well, funny. I don't know. So (laughs) I think my idea around all of this was a little bit tainted by the fact that I kind of just like, what are we all thinking? Yeah. Um, I think that I probably, I don't know. See, I was thinking that the way I felt about it would probably be much different from everybody else. He just annoys me largely. I, now I, happen, <laughs> I do find him funny. I mean, I know some people say he's not funny. I do enjoy his stand-up or whatever. And yeah, he does run out sometimes. But yeah, he just annoys me. Like, I don't think he's wrong in his sentiment of this. You keep bringing it back and bringing it back repeatedly. And I keep apologizing, keep apologizing, but it's the way he says it and the way he words it. I don't, I don't know how to express why it annoys me, but it does. (laughs) And it's like, he needs either a publicist or a new publicist to help him put words together because he's so annoying. It's, 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 he's, he's acting like he's taking this grand stand for mankind and it's like nah my g yeah. like i i get it i get it and i i might feel the same way as far as feeling like okay so how because he made a very good point when he said not only did he apologize but he, his behavior changed and that's what we want to see with an apology but it's like the way he just the way he puts words together, it just doesn't work. It doesn't come out right. His apology came off kind of like condescending, it was. really. It like, wasn't an apology. Like, damn, I apologize. <laughs> exactly. It's like the 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 sentiment behind it all. I get, but it's the mm-hmm. way he says it. And I'm sorry if you were offended. That's not an apology, bro. You need someone to help you Mm -mm. put together an apology for one and then help you learn how to navigate when these things pop back up. And to be quite honest, 
I was actually a little more annoyed by the Academy than I was with his response because not even a full week earlier, this man had a whole Cowboys and Indians party on Thanksgiving. And y'all didn't have a problem with that? Sure did. Sure <laughs> did. I forgot and he about that. Down and absolutely did not apologize for that. Like he basically said, "Kiss my ass on that," and it was like, "So y'all don't care about that, but you care about this old tweet from way back when, which he says he's apologized multiple mm-hmm. times." I was just annoying. Can I can oh, I say something? Like because because in the in in the instance of not being you know ill prepared, I did quite a bit of research because oh, I had time. <laughs> oh, <laughs> funny thing is, he actually never apologized. Mm. Like he's made several statements about how you know I would make the same joke again <laughs> because people are a lot more sensitive now, and he said things along the lines of you know that's not really who I am. And I got a lot you know the whole the trope of I have a lot of gay friends kind of thing, but none of those to me really read as mm-hmm. an apology. So mm. for one. Oh, I have like two points. My first point is I feel where you're coming from because like I do this. I think I told Rebecca, but I do this thing uh, every few months where, okay, I've been on Twitter since 2009. Yes, same. Uh, if you were to search my uh, <laughs> Twitter profile for several problematic Whoa. words, you would be, <laughs> I, like, I wouldn't be here no more. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wouldn't. I, it's, and I don't think I could ever be called homophobic, but a lot of things I'll say were grossly inappropriate. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. You know what I'm saying. So I, I, I will say that ahead, this week I was searching like my name and the word gay, and um, I have mm-hmm. to apologize to Alphas because I was dragging them through. Oh yeah, used to drag out the Alphas. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Rob, but she used to drag. It. I mean, it used to be a daily occurrence. I was yeah. deleting tweets. Who went to jail? Who went to jail for y'all? That's all I'm saying. Who went to jail for y'all? Why are you bringing up the past? <laughs> we, we, we talking about the two thousand. We talking about the two thousands. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. We can go there. Uh, well, I ain't delete nothing because that's. I mean, but the thing is, I'm an adult, and if if it comes up, I will be able to. I, I can talk to it, but I will apologize yeah. because the sentiment. Was not was not one of malice, but I said some things that I should. Yeah. Hmm. And as a man, you can be like, man, you know what? I said that I'm fucking sorry. You know, I'm, I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know if y'all. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> well, like I'm fucking sorry. You know, you can you should be able to say that and own that, right? You know what I'm saying? And you can never apologize if somebody is offended by something you say. It doesn't matter what you how you meant. Right. You know what I'm saying? People. They're still offended. Exactly. Like your feelings are valid, right? So you can come out and be like, I'm sorry. Um. That's my, I guess, actually, I hate both my points right there. Like, I, I feel what he's saying, but like, you know what I'm saying? This is in the past. Like, something in the past is in the past. People change. Right. People grow, more importantly. But so you shouldn't really, like, you should give people the opportunity to grow, but at the same time, you have to own it. And he mm-hmm. has refused to just own that. You know what I'm saying? So that's my issue. Not to, like, you know, down yeah. the road. But come on. Think, say you saw this money. <laughs> and not just this money, but this is like, be like, be, you know, own, your, own your past, own your history, own your mistakes. If you yeah. truly are, like, if that's not who you are be able to own that and move forward. I said, Mm, no, let me tell you something for all future guests. Rob came prepared. Okay. (laughs) 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 Uh, Yeah. I know my 
my views around it are a little bit I know they're messed up, but again, cognitive bias. <laughs> I'm working through it. Um, <laughs> so moving on to the Golden Globes. So um, I kind of wanted to preface this with saying that, like, my life motto is like Issa. I'm rooting for everybody. Black. So, mm-hmm. well, you know, mm-hmm. I saw the fashions and stuff like that. I literally got on Google. I was like, who are all the Black people who won the Golden Globes? <laughs> I definitely didn't watch it. But um, there's a really cool, and I'll share it in episode notes, but there's a really cool, like, Wikipedia list of every time a Black person has been nominated. And how many times we won, of course, how many times we won is hmm. this year we have two, two wins. <laughs> um, um, Regina King and and the, oh, he won? And the guy did yeah. uh, Spider-Verse. Ah, uh, got gotcha. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we had three. Okay, yeah. So Mahershala was best actor in supporting role. Regina was best actress in supporting role. Um, I was really disappointed that Black Panther didn't win best um, original song. Like, the Black Panther album is just, it goes. Like, it, <laughs> okay. yeah. Wait, hold, hold that thought one second. So for Green Book, he won supporting best supporting yeah. actor. Yes, he did. So the black person is not yeah, the main that, character. I didn't in that realize movie? that either. I think the driver is the the yeah. white driver. Yeah. The white driver. I I had no idea either. <laughs> it's told through his lens. Yeah, the story is told through his lens. Oh, okay, Joy. I'm so sorry no, for interrupting. But, um, I did send you all the link, so look on later, and you'll just be like so disgusted at like what wins. <laughs> Well, I looked at highlights and then I looked at a list of winners because I didn't really watch it. I I flipped back and forth, but I didn't really watch it. And I know that Doyen loves A Star is Born, but I was kind of glad that they got a lot. They they basically got It's a really good movie. I mean, I believe you. (laughs) (laughs) I have not seen it, so I really can't speak. I'm not planning to watch it. I, I believe you, but I... I love, so I was really happy for Sandra O. Oh. Of course, mm-hmm. I'm happy for all the Blacks. That just goes without saying. But I was happy for Sandra <laughs> O oh as well. And I love Rami Malik. And I love Queen. And I am so glad that Bohemian Rhapsody, even though I am sure that it is not as well put together of a movie as A Star is Born, I'm so glad that they beat them. <laughs> because I love those things. Oh, I was glad that the uh, Versace... Did y'all watch the Versace show with me or did y'all make me watch that by myself? I watched okay, it with you. Cable. So, I mean, Doyen, that's not really a reason. <laughs> so we're not even... Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Just say you didn't want to watch it. It's Nobody not that. Like, at the time, I didn't have cable and y'all didn't... I mean, but anyway. What? Say, say what? Okay. That's what I, I thought. I felt like y'all didn't like, present I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I didn't... Uh, watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I was glad. That. I was glad that Versace did well. Doyen, I was glad that Our Lady won from um, Sharp Objects. The mom, she won. Oh yeah, Jennifer something. Patricia Clarkson. No, <laughs> Patricia. Yeah. Um, <laughs> was it Kathy? <laughs> <laughs> And other than that, and I was really happy for Spider Man. I mean, I haven't seen Spider in the Spidey Verse yet, but yeah. I'm going to. 
Yes. That's what everyone said. Yeah, I was like, I was surprised. I went because I'm a nerd, but man, it was I was I was surprised at the quality. Like how and the soundtrack uh, is dope too. I was told that I'm gonna mm-hmm. cry, so well, because you always cry. There might be tears. Oh, there might oh. be tears. Doyen <laughs> with Doyen with the shade. But... Like y'all, y'all be coming, y'all be coming into the Doyen, next one. Doyen like, age <laughs> shames me on oh the regular. <laughs> oh my, God. I'm just saying. But anyway, yeah, I don't think I realized until I was like looking at the list how few black winners we had. I don't know. Yeah. I guess because Regina King's moment felt so big that I felt like, oh, we we really did it tonight. And then no. And the thing is, like, because we kept seeing like Black Panther people, so like we kept seeing Michael yeah. B. Jordan and um, Okoye and Lupita. I don't know why I don't know Okoye's funny. But anyways, um, so we <laughs> kept seeing that. I think I say it wrong. And we were so excited and we didn't realize that like Black Panther got nested. Do you think it hurt that the movie came out so early in the year? Yeah, like kind of. I don't think so. We but were it seemed super like a lot of these it. movies, a lot of these movies that won. Were in the fall. Yeah, that, that recent, are more recent. Like yeah. More recent. So I wonder mm-hmm. did that 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 hurt it. They I win. Mean, probably not. They win Poor Life Decision, best movie that we watched yes. five times in. i i actually don't even remember how many times i went to see it i don't i think i saw it three times i went to see it three times by myself and then every time (laughs) somebody said hey let's go see black panther i was like all right but i only saw the 3d one time Yeah. I have been talking this whole time and just realized I had myself on mute. I, I, I saw you muted. I, I thought you were just participating with the group. I wasn't gonna call you out because you know I can. But I was like, why are they talking over me? Tripping. Would you like I was to have a moment? To say, I was trying to say we should have done our own award show for this oh. episode. Maybe we can do that for yeah, Oscars. Yeah, I was about to say, let's, we'll do that for Oscars. And she muted something. <laughs> because I needed to clear my throat. <laughs> Meanwhile, like me and Chris just like choke in the background. <laughs> <laughs> in all fairness, I do try to take as much as that out in editing as I can. <laughs> Especially if I it's think- a meal and it's ginger beer and it just gets me in my throat. <laughs> Like, I don't oh remember God. what you were drinking last week, uh, Doya, but Doya and I both, like, I coughed. <laughs> when I was editing, the whole I was time, like, yeah. I had to keep, like, stopping up coughing, and then Doya kept, like, <clears throat> I don't know what we were going through last week. Hopefully we have- it was a mule, and it was ginger beer. <laughs> <laughs> Good times. <laughs> Okay, moving on to um, it's not a silly topic, but I'm super excited about it. Um, Centoya Brown got clemency. Yay! Hallelujah! Um, Hallelujah! Yeah, so I guess I shouldn't be amazed that you know the governor showed a sign of decency, but I no, am. Yes, I'm 
I had a so before. Yeah, like I was looking like got fifty one years at sixteen. Like you got people that that go on like mass murder sprees that don't get fifty one years, right? And to be a sixteen year old who was clearly abused and in in this situation where you, you never should be mm-hmm. first place, like that was like yeah. Big. So I don't really understand, well, and I guess I should have been. I was not prepared. <laughs> I don't really understand what clemency means. So does that mean she's her record will be clean, or is this still going to be on her record? Like, I don't really know. The t- so I'm the only one that's. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not on. the only one. Give me a everybody, everybody's on their phone right now. Like. Give me a second. I'm gonna look up the legal definition. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, while Becca's looking that up, I will say that. <laughs> While I was overjoyed to see that, you know, she's going to be released, what really, like, just made me tear up with tears of joy was to see that she already has some job offers. Because my concern was, okay, so what happens next? Right. And I right. was really worried about that, but I'm very happy to see that. She has several job offers already. Even the law firm that represented her wants them to come, wants her to come work for them. So I, that makes me so happy and just. Okay. So we ready? Come through. Yeah. So a pardon is when, so there's a difference between being pardoned um, and getting clemency. So a pardon is basically when they completely like wipe the slate clean. Like you're not convicted of that wrongdoing. Clemency is basically when they say that the punishment doesn't fit the crime. So the punishment was just too severe for the crime. So basically what they're saying is like, she did kill somebody, but she didn't need to serve like a 60 year, 51 year sentence for that. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm down for it. Yeah. I'm, I'm just so excited and I'm so happy for her. Like, I know I don't know her, but mm-hmm. I feel like I know her. And I feel like I just want to give mm-hmm. her, like, the biggest hug. I feel like real joy, like she's someone I know in real life. Um, mm-hmm. My pastor yeah. this Sunday actually went to church this week. Um, <laughs> 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 was talking about how the world ain't gotten worse, but it's just we know about it faster because of social media. So, like, oh, yeah. You know, this yeah. could have happened in the 90s the news and they would just have to rot in jail and so um yeah so i understand the notion of like yeah i want to give her a hug she's gonna be like who are you why are you touching me but (laughs) 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 i just so the next i actually so in the 90s when i was in high school (laughs) (laughs) i had a i i did a lot of research on children who were placed on death row and that at on well on death row and who also had life sentences and that did happen a lot mm-hmm. really a lot yeah i wrote somebody mm. else's paper about why children should be tried as adults and that really opened my right, you did that too <laughs> i used to write other people's papers for money i right. would write papers and do projects <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Weird flex, but so okay. moving on. This next topic is <laughs> <laughs> this next topic is just <laughs> super goofy, but I feel like we need to talk about it. at least three famous, famous ish people came. Why they got to be famous ish? 
Joy, Joy <laughs> cannot control they the shade. You know she cannot control it. Okay, They're famous. <laughs> Anyways, so these three guys came out with care styles. Ooh. <laughs> So I think it started off with Usher, and Usher gave us a coif. And um... <laughs> wait, a what? A, a coif? <laughs> oh, wait! I thought you said queef. <laughs> yeah, I, I was just gonna let her make it. I was Maybe just gonna it's, again, I'm like, this it's ain't my words that this I saw my and I didn't hear, so I no. You said it. You said it right. You said it right. You said it right. I heard it wrong. You said it right. Crown Royal. After Usher came, a Mister Young Jock with his teal uh, fried dyed and laid to the side style, <laughs> and then um, I literally was googling Nicks just to remind myself how. How it looked, oh, and CNN was like, "Hey, people are making fun of Nikita." I was like, "This is y'all's <laughs> article. Like, who went to journalism school to write this <laughs> <laughs> about Nikita's hair?" <laughs> but so I think because I'm so used to seeing Nick in a turban, um, <laughs> once he finally took off the turban, I just felt like. His hair was a little dry. Like you, you kept it in a protective turban <laughs> for all this time. When you release your, you know, transitional style, I just thought it would be better than that. Okay, so point number one: <laughs> What's the name of the preacher in coming to America? <laughs> Oh my god. That's what he looked like. (laughs) That's so wait, well no, sexual chocolate wasn't the preacher. It's the preacher. Uh -uh. When I first saw that picture, I thought, what the (laughs) hell? Are they doing a coming to America remake? And then Doya, have you seen Coming to America? Okay. Oh my god. (laughs) I was holding my breath. (laughs) But then second, are we I'm sorry. (laughs) Are we ready to talk about how fine Nick Cannon is? Because he has since cut his hair. Oh, he did. He cut his hair. (laughs) He's cut it. He's cut it, and he is fine. I'm Mm -hmm. sorry. Nick Cannon is fine. Mm -hmm. I mean, hold on. Now, are y'all gonna are y'all gonna leave me out there hanging? (laughs) I gotta Google this now. I just. But he looked like he he looks like he gives good hugs and he looks like he smells good. And uh Becca, I am sending you the picture in the Aren't group you chat sending it right now as we speak. Well I'm well she hadn't seen it. I, I thought you saw seen it. it. The first picture that came up when I Googled him was a picture of him in a turban and some glasses. And I'm just like, "Mm." the picture from when he cut it off. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then like in his comments, he was like, chicks and curls. I don't know what that means, but I want him to give me a hug and I feel like he'll smell good and I want things to happen. Oh. 
Are you still celibate? So we just go say that out loud. Oh my god. So I get I mean I guess I guess we're sharing. Did I? Oh. Because I said yes. I don't remember that. Oh. Well, yes, I am. <laughs> that does sound like something you would do. It does. <laughs> I am still celibate. So, yeah, that might be. <laughs> that might be part of what's going on here. <laughs> I just, That's a nice picture, though. I just feel like people don't give him credit for being fun. Because typically when I think Nick Cannon, I think, like, a dweeb. Goofy. Yeah, I think goofy. <laughs> But he's fun. I think I was more attracted to him when I was younger. But I don't know. In the wild and out days. Drumline. In drumline days. <laughs> I'm just saying. So mm. for something someone this week, um, we kind of talked about it last week and how we we're planning to watch. But we wanted to talk about the surviving R. Kelly document. And so it just really hurts to see that there are so many systems and people in place that just failed our black girls our black women and i mean it's easy to blame races outside of it but in this case it was so much us that failed Mm -hmm. our girls and i just felt like every time i tried to sit down and watch i got so pissed and i was angry like physically Mm -hmm. tense watching and listening to that every single time like I just so what were y'all's thoughts about it the first night I tried to watch it when I came home and like I sat down to start it and I just like cried before I even started it the next day and started watching and I did break Mm -hmm. it up into pieces I think some of the difference for me watching it with maybe um you all watching it is that a lot of this stuff I really remember like yes it hurt me yes I had strong reaction to it but I don't think my reaction may have been as strong as far as being like where I couldn't watch it because it wasn't new information for me I didn't learn anything new that I didn't already know Mm. I just other than other than seeing how so many adults knew what was going on but other than that I didn't really learn anything new so it just took a lot for me to kind of process uh the fact that there were people who knew what was going on and didn't do anything that actually was probably one of the heavier yeah, I parts mean, for me so I remember the days of the tape I never watched it but I do remember the days of the tape and even I think like two, three years ago, I remember them talking about the cults. But I think what really broke my heart was to see. I mean, I already was not here for him. I haven't been here for him for a very long time. But right. see the the people like to see it come alive through the voices of the women who went through this, and mm-hmm. that hundred mm-hmm. percent tore me up. You know what, Doyen? That is that is very true because. When and I don't remember anybody's name really, but when that one girl came on, I recognized her. I saw the tape and I recognized her, and it just my heart dropped. 
and when Sparkle came on and started talking about her niece, mm-hmm. I knew exactly who she was talking about. And I don't know if it was y'all that I was talking to or someone else, but we were talking about, I was saying how I remember, like this was a VHS tape, by the way. So it was not like top not quality or anything like that. And I remember like not really being able to, you know, I just remember this one girl who looked like she could not have been over 12 years old. And I'm going to say that was Sparkle's niece. And matter of fact, I know it was because when they showed the cat, I mean, you know, they, they didn't show her picture. They kind of grain, you know, made it grainy or whatever. But, and when she mentioned that about her hair, because that was something that was distinctive to me, because I said, this is a child. Look at her hair. This is a child. And I just, I, I don't know how much it takes. I don't know. I don't know. And it makes me feel hopeless because this has been out there for all this time. And he's still just doing whatever he wants to do. And I actually think today, I feel him? like I saw on Twitter that he's being brought up on criminal allegations. Yeah, in Georgia. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, um, well, good. I bring a different perspective because, like Dorian, I never saw this thing. Um, I just, I just think to remember being in uh, career development ninth grade, and people in my class had to take it. They were watching it in class. But I never, I never got it. And also, I'll say this: like, I don't know. I, I, I know Dorian and Rebecca, Chris. You might not know, but I'm not very big on keeping up with things. So, th- um, um, a lot of this information was actually new to me. And I don't know how believable okay. that is, but like this was like I sat down and I watched. No, I believe it. Yeah, so so I watched this entire. I watched all six episodes here <laughs> on my couch, uh, and and like in maybe two in like three or four sittings, and I'm pissed the fuck off. Like like seriously, like how in the hell does this go on? And I think I like when I had my little um, Wi-Fi snap like one of the things I texted Rebecca was, it pains me so badly to say this but had this happened to any has this been going on happening to any other demographic of people there's no way this would have been going on for three days like mm-hmm. i found out that in the late 80s early 90s when he was in his like early to mid 20s he was hanging out outside of high school like are you fucking kidding me like, like I'm, I'm sorry but mm-hmm. um yeah so mm-hmm. a lot of this being new to me i'm like ain't no fucking way and people still play this dude be like i love the initial remix don't get me wrong that's like one of my favorite fucking songs but fuck this i'm sorry <laughs> Go like, ahead. ain't no Pass. there's no way you can <laughs> right. nope like R. kelly deserved yeah. all the like, fuck you. Yeah. like there's no way that people have been have been out here supporting this dude like and this evidence has been out here and i feel stupid because like once again a lot of this stuff is new to me um and like you know i mean i've seen I've, i'm a big kind of boondock boondocks and i've like i knew there was a video but i like someone say i never watched it I didn't give a lot of credence to things because I just wasn't really up to keeping up with things. But man, this is crazy. This has been crazy. I don't want you to feel like, you know, away because you didn't know or because because we all, well, at least for me, I can speak for myself. I knew these things for the most part, but I don't, I don't know what you tell yourself. Yeah. Like, I don't know what I told myself. I was probably in middle school uh, when he married Aaliyah and maybe I wasn't old enough to process that, but I distinctly mm-hmm. remember that. And I remember laughing at the Chappelle skit mm-hmm. 
with that piss on you. Mm-hmm. Like that was mm-hmm. funny to me at the time. And I, I, I don't, I do feel bad about it. I don't feel bad about it because I was young and I wasn't thinking, right. but that goes well, back to how we are not taught to value black girls and to value ourselves. So I didn't even see it for what it was. What I will say is um, I was talking to a friend about it on Sunday. And one of the things that we were talking about was that people have a hard time canceling him because if they do, then they have to acknowledge their problematic uncles, their problematic cousins, problematic preachers, like high school coaches. Like if you acknowledge that this one person who is like this black culture staple is problematic, then you're going to have to confront all of the other staples like in your family, in your community, in your network that are also problematic. And people don't want to do that. They don't want to disrupt their entire system. They don't want their entire world to be shattered. So it's easier to just say these women like, or these girls like looked old for their age. So they tricked him or they were asking for it. They were flirting with him. Like they were showing up backstage. So they knew what they were getting into. It's easy to make those excuses because then you don't have to confront your reality. Advocacy. People say one in four girls, but I cannot, I I have to say that for black girls, it has to be less than that. Because at the end of the day, yeah, R. Kelly was this big person, but it is our uncles. It is like family friends, people who our parents trust us with, just like parents for some reason trusted R. Kelly that do this shit and so i'm just like it especially for people who have survived but never told this is another reason why it's like i can't tell because yeah even when the evidence is right there nobody believes especially black. and that was what pissed one of the things that pissed me off the most was when during the documentary when they interviewed one of the jurors yeah and he said, I didn't yeah. think R. Kelly was guilty because I didn't like how those mm-hmm. girls looked. Yeah. And when he said that, like, that was one of those moments where I actually, like, got up and walked out of the room. Because. So that go- it really goes back to your point, Doyen, that, like, we as black women, as black girls, we aren't believable. Like, nobody feels that our stories are credible and valid. Because black girls are always sexualized. Always. Mm-hmm. And Mm -hmm. it's complicated. When I say we, I'm speaking collectively. I'm not speaking, you know, of, you know, us individually, but because we do it to each other, because how many times has, you know, an older black lady put it upon a teen black girl or a younger black girl to Mm -hmm. stop looking grown, stop looking fast, Mm -hmm. stop doing this, this and that when all she's doing is being. And I'm made to feel, you know, I'm going to speak as someone who was 16 and messing around with a 25-year-old. And at the time, I thought, and I did that repeatedly. Like, it wasn't just once. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just one. It wasn't just one guy. I thought at the time that I was grown and I thought that mm-hmm. I am just, I'm very mature for my age. And I felt like I knew what I was doing. 
And I also felt like I knew well enough to know that this was wrong because there were times that I lied about my age mm. and I, I took on some responsibility for that. But as an adult, when I look back and it was really when I started working with teenage girls, listening to them talk and I'm like, oh my God, when I look back, I realized that one, I knew nothing. Two, it didn't matter. First of all, I don't care how old I say I am. You know I'm in high school because you're picking me up from school. You know I'm in Mm. high school because I was a cheerleader. I was on dance line. You come into my games. Mm. What is wrong with you to where you are interested in me? Why why Mm -hmm. aren't you? I mean, now I feel like that was the wackest thing ever. What was wrong with that nigga that he couldn't go talk to nobody his own age? Why was he even looking at me? Exactly. Yeah. Chris, thank you so much for for sharing that. You're welcome. Because as a, uh, I'll speak as a man, as a as a guy, as a guy, I've been I've been 18, I've been 21, I've been 25, I'm I'm now 31. As a 21 year old, there was nothing somebody in high school could do, like period. And that whole realm of activity. Is just like and for me and like and I really hate to like you know to come off as like judging like that's that's just fucked up, you know what I'm saying like and guys yeah. go after younger women mm-hmm. like for me now like and just not to like throw anybody like to age you know shame anybody but like I couldn't see myself dating a 22 or 25 year old now because just just what we are in life what do we really have to, to like what what are we gonna think about you know what I'm saying and right. like you said there are people that are really mature like I'm I'm quite. <laughs> to be honest, I'm probably a child. I'm a, I'm a 31 year old child. I like it. <laughs> yeah, that's accurate. Oh, wow. So much. That's, that's, yeah. But I mean, yeah, to be real, like, I, like, I, I operate in a space where like, I like to have fun. I like to do a lot of things. I joke around a lot. And a lot of, in a lot of people's minds, like, I'm, like a, I'm a grown kid, but there's nothing but a child. And Mm-mm. if I were to go after somebody, I'm, become, I'm just speaking for myself at this, as my, like Rob, just speaking for me. If I'm going after like a 22 year old, it's because for me she'd be easier to control. Like she'd be easier to handle, and that's not what I'm looking. Right. And I feel like that's what a lot of these mm-hmm. guys do when they go after these really young, because it's easy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. want somebody that won't talk back. They want they want somebody that they can control and will bend to their will. And you're like that's that's so weak. And that's that's weak. And you should you should have that. But I just feel, I feel away. One of the things that. <laughs> Actually, just I calmed myself down. And then one of the things that riled me up again today was TMZ did this little blurb about how some of the women who appeared on the show or who were mentioned on the documentary were actually shown to be like front stage at one of his recent concerts. And TMZ like asked the question like, are they really suffering from Stockholm syndrome or are they just like making this up and there's nothing wrong with them? And I just got pissed off all over again because now we're just trying to completely discredit their stories after we just watched six hours of them documenting how they were brainwashed and basically tortured. And we're going to try to like discredit their stories like 48 hours later. We couldn't even give them a fucking week. And I want to give some credit to Lifetime and to Dream Hampton. Yeah. Because yeah. I really love that they brought psychologists on. They brought experts yes. on who tried to tell you this is what happens. Mm-hmm. This is what a survivor looks like. It, it, it's not 
it's not clean cut. It doesn't it's work not that clean way. Cut. And pe- it, it just seems like people always, always seem to forget how complicated humans are until it applies to you and your situation. But mm-hmm. it's not gonna, it, people, like you said, like, people started doing that immediately. And I'm telling you, there are people that I love, people who I've been friends with forever who made comments. And I just, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I threw my phone, just threw it down. Like not, not threw it angrily, but just like tossed it. Cause I'm like, I'm not reading that shit. I'm not looking at that. Don't text me that shit. No, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear you talk about, well, her story don't seem to add up. Well, she said this, this, and that. Bitch, I don't remember what I did yesterday and there's no trauma right. behind what I did yesterday. You know, the, the psyche can only handle so much. And we have been told repeatedly, repeatedly, the behaviors of a survivor. We have been told mm-hmm. this repeatedly. But that's the first thing that we, my hope, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna let it go because I, I get so, <laughs> I get so caught up that I can't put my thoughts together. But my hope from this is that if nothing else, it reshapes how we talk about these situations, how we view survivors, how we view victims, and how we handle them. Yeah. 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 Fuck R. Kelly. Yep. Let let me say this too. Fuck not just fuck him, because clearly fuck him, but all these people who were around, all these people who witnessed him sitting, coming to the McDonald's right outside of that high school, people who saw him and wondered why he was sitting sitting outside there, people who would come into the recording studio and see all these underage women there, people who would see him interacting and have inappropriate conversations with these women for years and say, I knew it was wrong, but I didn't want no parts of it, so I I left. Nigga, fuck you. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, really? Super fuck his brother, because what bruce fucking kelly um yeah and (sighs) honestly social media has been such a hard space to be in i will say this i know that a lot of guys Mm -hmm. have decided that this is the time they want to talk about their own sexual trauma and i don't even think it's like their personal sexual trauma they just like to talk about male sexual abuse as a retort to women talking about their sexual abuse and that's not genuine swack as hell like i (laughs) well now to be fair to be fair on the flip side what i will say is i kind of get it we don't often or at least not in the spaces that i frequent give male victims of assault and um abuse the space to talk about what they have gone through. And sometimes people have to use an opportunity um, just to kind of start a dialogue. And I think this is kind of giving people an opportunity to have further difficult conversations that need to happen that otherwise would have just kept being swept under the rug. I just see random dudes they decided, oh, since y'all are talking about women's assault, let's talk about men. And I don't like that. Oh, oh, I've been seeing victim, actual like male victims talking. I I have. So I guess that's, I get you then. That makes sense. But it seems like every time there's a small subset of people that once we start talking about assault against women, they're like, oh, well, guys have it too. And I was like, I understand. 
and I feel for y'all, there's a very big issue with older women hitting up young boys and taking their virginity. Mm-hmm. And that's a big issue that we also need to address in our community. But you can't use that as a retort to what's happening to women. I agree with that. And people kept repeatedly trying to take the focus away from him and what he had done. And that does make you very angry when uh-huh. they try to shift the focus. Well, I blame the parents. I blame this. I blame that. And you know what? There are probably several culprits. There are probably yeah, there are a, a lot, lot of enablers. Of, there are a lot of enablers. There are a lot of people. I mean, oh God, that guy that was the tour manager. Mm-hmm. I can't. There are so many people that, yes, we can say you should have said, but I really think that the focus of this was to say, this is what our Kelly did. And this is what he needs yeah. to be held accountable um, for. So just a resounding podcast, fuck you to R. Kelly and <laughs> all the people who enabled him. What I will say mm-hmm. is my block hand game has been strong Girl, lately. Yeah. I have no problem like blocking anybody this week or next week or in the weeks to come who is still trying to cap for R. Kelly. Like I'm going to move on to our poor life decision of the week. So we're going to be talking about, which is fairly related to this episode, but social media burnout and um, just all the stress that social media mm-hmm. brings us that a lot of us don't really notice or sometimes it gets to a point where it's really bad so like this week it was really bad i would get on twitter i see two awful tweets and i get off because i'm like i cannot in this moment the good news about that is that's a form of self-care so just merely disconnecting and just take a step back and say hey i don't need to deal with this and it's almost my favorite type of (laughs) self-care so Mm -hmm. like I knew not to get on Facebook (laughs) I can't even imagine what Facebook is like right now I knew I knew not to I can't imagine Um, so the funny thing about this article is like it says studies suggest that globally the average amount of time people spend online is two hours um I my phone I feel like it says I average about seven to eight hours a day and I'm like bitch that's a whole work day <laughs> that's wow. not just social media but it's wow. just literally um, it's kind of like my nervous tick now that now that I have a phone so I've always been a nervous ticky person and so I used to jitter all the time so now that I have a phone I pick it up scroll it's not even I'm looking for anything I'm just scrolling <laughs> and I'll put it back down yeah. but um that yeah. is one of the things that I'm being more mindful of this year. But, <laughs> and that whole iPhone time tracker thing is just rude. <laughs> it's amazing, right? Yeah. It's humbling turn- as hell. I turned that bitch off because she rude. <laughs> <laughs> Never use it. Right. Never use it. <laughs> Don't do it. Do right. not do it to yourself, Rob. I think I'm, I'm going to just pass So, um, this article <laughs> talks about eight different tips. So, we're kind of just going to talk through all of this so um the first one was abandon the false narrative that consuming media equals staying informed and particularly for me i'm a huge npr fan 
Um, I listen to public radio on my way to work, anywhere I'm driving. My family is annoying. But <laughs> and then even in the morning, I have like four or five newsletters I get with like all the headlines of the day. And so there's so many times when I'm just like, okay, I cannot deal with another thing that Trump has done and step back <laughs> and just pretend that the news doesn't exist. <laughs> what do y'all think about that? <laughs> that one slapped I mean, me in the face. <laughs> yeah. Cause that's that is like my main reason for always like being on Twitter is because I'm like, I have to know what's going on. Like this is the only way that I get news. But I found that like last week I just was like, I'm not there were a couple of days where I was like, I just cannot be on Twitter between Jasmine Barnes. And R. Kelly, I was just like, last week, I just couldn't do it. It was just way too much. You know. And so this one really hit close to home. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Chris. No, I was just going to say that we are kind of opposite. So for me, with Twitter specifically, I use it as an escape. Mm -hmm. And I I like to use it to be entertained. Mm -hmm. But I, (laughs) I mean... I'm not a big I little you type of person, but I do feel like because Twitter is my primary versus other people that I'm around a lot where Facebook is their primary, I feel like that makes me better informed. So that's why I felt like that slapped me in the face because it was like, girl, no. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, and I, I do have to, I do have to pull back from Twitter some because it is too much sometimes but i as a habit look to it as an escape but that doesn't always work i actually am with chris on this like i don't my life is so encapsulated um i'm actually <laughs> terrible at keeping up with anything going on I'm not to, like my life is very narrow i work and if i'm not working i have a select group of people that i spend time with very few and that's pretty much my life um i use twitter like i use twitter that's my primary social media outlet and my twitter is me like that's it's, it's almost like a it open journal it's like i use it not i don't get i don't i don't news from, from twitter i like i follow my people i get funny things i laugh i if something's going on in my life i just like i vent you know what i'm saying like and i try to keep it like vague but people know <laughs> but like i try to keep it as vague but it's me like that's that's my place like that's like my just place to be myself um so that kind of really doesn't I, I, I never get saturated with it. And I guess it's because, like, I have two very different, like, Twitter feeds happening simultane- simultaneously mm-hmm. when I open the app. Like, one is MSNBC, NPR, like, right. Al Jazeera English, like, all of these news feeds that I'm getting inundated with. And then the other is just, like, random Black culture memes. Lil Fizz, like all these random (laughs) jokes and things like that. So it's like I try to use it as an escape, but then the shit that I'm escaping from is like right there on the next tweet. Yes, it does overshadow me, especially lately. Um, Yes, lately I I have a new site at Tumblr (laughs) where like Tumblr literally is like Hamilton memes for me and just like really funny jokes. So I just kind of go there. It's like my safe space. And even before, like, 
like especially when stuff happened like when a black you know man or woman was killed and it was being flooded on twitter i would just go to tumblr because then i can joke Mm. you know laugh at a hamilton meme and be okay and that was my safe space but just generally um, that is my like my space and even like like i said just listening to news and stuff like that yeah, I like knowing what's going on. People can ask me what's going on. I can tell them. But sometimes it just gets too, too much. So the next tip was um, when you're overwhelmed by your timeline yeah. or frustrated with your own social media presence, take a breather. It all comes down to communication. And so they talk about do not take social media validation as a sign of your value, worth, or contribution to society. And then Mm -hmm. um, there was a quote where they said, how you respond to being misunderstood will be the difference between seeing a good deal of time, spending a good deal of time to correct other people's misperceptions or being free to carry on with your life, no matter what others think. Hmm. Right. So Um, they're just trying to speak some gospel right now. (laughs) I remember a few years ago, there was something that happened between a particular sorority and fraternity at our college and everybody found out about it it was dragging <laughs> the particular sorority and i was like okay it's time for me to lock out because i don't want to deal with this <laughs> i was like i'm not gonna deal at all and again like i think especially as i get older um avoidance is a fun little tactic to <laughs> use so i'm just like oh yes, i don't want to deal with this <laughs> So you just gonna call out my my negative patterns, Dorian. So that's what we're gonna do today. I'm the queen of avoidance. <laughs> Hasn't failed me yet. Oh, I don't. I never learned avoidance. I'm so oh, bless your heart. So you don't know what confrontational. you're doing. <laughs> no, it's to, to a fault. Like to a fault. I'm like extremely confrontational. Like I I face things like head on. Just the thought of having to like. <laughs> everything head on just like almost gave me a mini panic attack <laughs> it's all i know it's all i know I like my life would be oh. a lot better without it but yeah i need to I need um to. so the next one is you're not required to participate in the hip movement of the moment uh, <laughs> right mm. i'm like i love, i got that on i love me a no <laughs> i think i do too. <laughs> Uh, it's my love language (laughs) especially those like viral dance videos i'm like i can't dance we about to do that um this one you're good on those i'm good so this one says unfollow accounts that don't bring you joy and um uh i am a deaconess Mm. a chaplain (laughs) a leader of that ministry Today, yes. today Facebook was like, hey, yes. on this yes. day, you became friends with this person. And I looked at their name. I was like, she voted for Trump. It's time for her to go. I'm like, thank you for the reminder, Facebook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. 
Let me ask you this though. Do you ever like feel obligated to like continue to follow folks because of your history with them? Like say folks who were in your sorority who <laughs> say problematic things from time to time, but you just feel like, man, I really just can't hit that so, unfollow button because that's going to make people feel away. The only time I will refrain from unfollowing is if, yes, it is someone I know in real life and have a relationship with them outside yeah. of the internet. So and that's Facebook is when great I hit about that letting mute. you like mm. unfollow but not unfriend. And yes, I agree that the in life. Really, I feel like I think about, is it going to make it harder in my life for me to unfollow this person? <laughs> so there's people that, you know, like I don't fool with, I, you know, mm. a few steps away. But I don't want the drama of them being like, oh, <laughs> you black me. <laughs> right. <laughs> so Joanne, follow me. I just right. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm I love me. Which is why I hit follow. that mute. Twitter. Instagram needs to learn. You can mute on Instagram. Honestly, I was Instagram about to say Instagram has started letting you mute them. now. No, that I follow <laughs> them. <laughs> they can continue following me. It'll be fine. Right. <laughs> I I cannot tell you how many people and I don't care I've made some really good friends over the internet (laughs) I don't care how long I've been following you how much I like you I cannot tell you how many people I have unfollowed for the sheer fact that they put a rat or a mouse on my timeline I didn't want to see that shit and I unfollowed with the quickness Rob, I had to unfollow including rat emojis. Yes, no. I unfollowed game because he had all these rat emojis because he was calling somebody a snitch. And I was like, you know what? As much as I as much as I like looking yeah. at your morning pictures, unfollow. Uh, for me, I will unfollow my best friend. Um, I don't have that problem at all. And I, oh, yeah, wow. no, like it's not, yeah. it's not I, I have really good friends who we don't follow each other on social media. Well, I don't follow them and I don't, I, I don't mind. Yeah. Well, I guess it's the confrontational person in there once again, but like, I'm not finna play with you. Like, I don't, I don't block, I don't hide oh. people. I've only had to block one person my entire life, but I, I was just, un- I'll unfollow you. You know what I'm saying? Like, not, not to be, but like, no, if, if, we, if we don't, if we're at that level and we don't need to feature, I'll just unfollow. It's not, it's no, yeah. no hard. I've unfollowed boyfriends before. We don't need to follow. <laughs> it really is. Um, that probably was best. Yeah. I I am so for unfollowing people. <laughs> yeah, I do what's best for you. But that's me. That's right. I want my timeline to bring me joy, and if it mm. does, I used to, um, I have no problem. You know how you have you like thirst follows, and then especially on Instagram, and then they'll post their girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> I used to follow them too. I was like, I don't want to see that shit. <laughs> Listen, I have unfollowed the first follow and then followed the girlfriend because I'm like, oh, but she cute. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay. All right. So moving on. Um, no one will miss you if okay. you go online for. Go offline for a few days, and that's forget. And so, for me right now, I've just kind of been like kind of iffy about Facebook, anyways. So I deleted the app a couple weeks ago, and literally, 
maybe once a day because I still like run pages and stuff on Facebook. I'll go in and check my notifications. Nobody's looking for me. Um, <laughs> and it's fine. Like I'm, people who are looking for me have my phone number or can contact me in other ways. So like, mm-hmm. okay. I didn't have to do that big, you know, message that everybody does where they're like, oh, I'm getting off Facebook. Please I'm getting off Facebook. Right. If you send me a message and I haven't answered to you in a week, maybe you should figure out another way to contact me. Like, I mean, Again, I'm, I'm not going to beg phone. for your attention. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 I was just, I was, I was just right. you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah. Just, right. <laughs> All right. It's levels of Plus, you know me, and if I didn't answer you in a week, either I'm dead or I didn't see it. <laughs> you probably forgot. <laughs> Those are very extreme things. That's, but that's where my mind would go. Like she, like just she, she just didn't see it, or she might be like, yeah, like, like uh. oh, God, where's my hat? I know this is not the place. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. No, Dwayne took Rob's hat in the. Like the previous that decade, was it was 2013. It was 2013, and I was a total different like person in 2013. <laughs> yes, I don't like paying for shipping. That's the excuse we're going with. Okay, okay. All right. I'm sorry. I'm okay, sorry. so the next one was recognize when you're addicted, and that's kind of something I'm battling with now. Not necessarily addicted, but just like. I mindlessly get on Instagram and it's usually I don't really like notifications on my phone. Yeah. Notifications and then I start scrolling. And that was another thing with Facebook is literally Facebook has even said that they put extra notifications on your phone so you can get on so they can show you ads. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like that's not necessary. Like Mm -hmm. half the time I get on there, it's like you had 23 notifications. None of it has anything to do with me. <laughs> I'm like, why did you give me all these notifications? So um, I'm trying right. to, I don't feel like I'm addicted, but um, because of what I do, social media is kind of a mandatory for my life anyway. But I'm trying to refocus my time and realize that, hey, I don't need to open that all the time. I can delete it. It's 100% okay. I might be addicted to yeah. Twitter. I mean, we've been doing this since like 2009. So. <laughs> Twitter was so great then. Mm. So it was. Oh, 09, we 2010, really Twitter. We, didn't have <laughs> we were just like, put off all these tweets. Yeah, but yeah. Twitter wasn't cluttered changed, with all these other people. They changed their either. algorithm, so all people do is retweet. Straight savagery. Like, I went and downloaded my uh, oh. Twitter archive, I think, a few times last yep. year. Is that what you want to call gold. it? <laughs> like, it's just, Listen. just gold. Oh, man. Oh, Listen. Man. Yes, ma'am. That darn, what's that app that showed you, like, your Twitter stuff from the past? Whatever it is. Oh, Time Hop? That time Hop? Yeah. <laughs> it showed me a tweet. From one time <laughs> when I sat on my phone and didn't realize I was sitting on my phone and it was vibrating and it was a great time for all. <laughs> and I was like, I tweeted this. <laughs> oh, 
Yeah. Woo! I just like, this is like it. Never repress it. It was the old tweets. <laughs> Oh, I can't I, even. I'm going to I delete can't even run for all that. Janitor, like, <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Agreed. Right. Okay. My past so, keeps me humble. The right. next one was. Mm-hmm. Um, they said, "Repeat after me. You do not have to be everything to everyone everywhere." And oddly enough, in um. Advertising school, that was like our first like principal mm-hmm. advertising is you can't be all things to all people. So um in that I learned that like there's a really finite target market. There's just a s- small group of people in the whole world that will just let me be me <laughs> and do whatever I want and they'll still let me. And so that's what I cater to. <laughs> I probably needed to mm-hmm. read that more for <laughs> my real life existence. Than my own life. Yeah. So just think about how we could spend our time in a better way. So I mean, lately I have tried to do a better job of be on Instagram to try to grow the pod rather than scrolling. So the next one was prioritize your creative output. So again, I think it goes back to the idea of like me prioritizing Instagram at this moment to try to grow our podcast rather than I mean, I've, yeah, there's not a whole lot new in life that I could just post on my regular Instagram anyway. (laughs) There's only so many days that I wear makeup. (laughs) Spending my time in a more productive but creative way. And the last one was, remember that social media is a tool. It's supposed to work for you, not again. And yeah, like you said, part of it is, yeah, they're kind of talking about people who are trying to push things on social media itself but also um at the end of the day i think thinking of it as a tool kind of lessens its impact and hold on our lives right now where we know that hey it is easier like i can i can see my grandfather on facebook in nigeria and i don't have to you know, go over there and take a picture of him <laughs> to see how he's doing but it's not it's not the end all be all mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah does anybody like want it. to wrap it up Very well said. it's okay to take a step yeah. back mm-hmm. i think is the bottom line yeah i agree you will not be judged and nobody for has saying died you need moment. some social yeah. media space <laughs> <laughs> now i was about to say like it is okay mm-hmm. <laughs> Like you can miss something, uh, it's okay. You say FOMO? I don't think I. I'm not, I don't. I don't. Fear of missing. Oh, Rob, out. come I, on, come I on, live, Rob. You fear I'm the old lady here. <laughs> I don't like. I'm not. I'm not a hip person at all. Like I work and then I don't work. Hang out, drink. Fear of missing out. Okay. All right. that was, <laughs> it is a, that's a thing. I guess that's. Um, that's moving on to our favorite part of the pod: to buy you a drink. Oh, <laughs> I'm so excited because I was like, I, I really don't want to like draw out. <laughs> <and drink it. laughs> See, we are one on one, one of three. That's all. Uh, so, because I wrote mine down and I remember it this time around, um, I would like to buy a drink for prescription sunglasses. So, <laughs> um, Thanksgiving when I went home to oh, Mississippi, yeah, I left really <laughs> early because I'm afraid of like running into deer at night in Mississippi. So 
I left like probably 6.30. Real. So the sun was in my eyes for like a good three hours. And <laughs> I couldn't do anything about it because I need my glasses to see. But on um, my trip home in December, I finally found my prescription sunglasses and I could see and it was great. And I love my prescription sunglasses so much that sometimes I forget that I'm wearing them and I leave the car. And then I had to be like in Target with sunglasses on because I can't see. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see that far anyway. So, I'm like, uh. so um, I feel like my glasses would probably like just a good alcohol swab to clean off the, you know, fingerprints and all that good stuff. So that's what she's getting. I should definitely yeah. I invest. Buy- I got mine from I Buy Direct, shades. so they weren't super expensive. You should. But, yeah. I have literally, because I don't wear shades. I really don't wear shades yeah. for fashion. I, I wear them when I'm driving <laughs> and the sun's in my eyes. And I have literally put my shades on top of my glasses. Because <laughs> oh. I, I can't see. I'm with, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you because Man. I don't have prescription sunglasses either. And sun be bright. <laughs> Oh, I hate and that. And my mom has those ugly transition lenses, and I'm not getting that shit. And I I bought her a nice pair of Prada shades for her birthday and tell her to go get the prescription put in me. <laughs> yeah. So this week, I am going to buy a drink for Mallory. Mallory is this woman who was sitting next to me at the bar Friday night when I was playing trivia. I didn't know half the answers. She (laughs) kept whispering the answers to me. And I still lost, but I didn't lose as bad as I would (laughs) That was a shame. First of all. No, I was saying that like if I meet so if I meet shade. somebody they're like, hey, my name is that I immediately so forget shade. it. Until you confess, buy me like two more times to make sure that you're gonna actually be in my life. I don't remember Nate. Well, we had a full fledged conversation. She was there with her husband. It was like their anniversary and they had gone out and it just so happened to be trivia night and he hates trivia, but she loves trivia, so she was helping me out. But shout out to Mallory. I would like to buy a round of drinks for the new women of Congress. And uh, yes, uh, specifically for the fashions that everyone has brought to their um, swearing in ceremonies. And there were so many, but I'm only going to name a few um, for Representative Deb Holland. Uh, she wore a traditional Pueblo, she wore traditional Pueblo regalia including turquoise jewelry and her moccasins. Mm. Congresswoman Rashida Talib, who wore her Palestinian soap, and she was sworn in using her own Quran. Mm. And I'm going to buy two drinks for Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who wore all white in honor of the mothers of the movement, who also wore gold hoop earrings and red lipstick, mm which was inspired by Justice Sonia Sotomayor. Hmm. <laughs> and uh, because when Justice Sotomayor was getting ready to be sworn into her position as Justice of the Supreme Court, she was instructed that she should wear 
a neutral color fingernail polish so that she doesn't attract too much attention to herself. And Sonya said, no, girl, I'm wearing my red polish. So Alexandria played play tribute, paid tribute, <laughs> paid tribute to um, several women um, who had come before her. And I thought that that was amazing. And I also want to buy a drink for a representative Katie Hill. Katie Hill is not new, but Katie Hill voluntarily gave up her congressional office so that new representative Ayanna Presley could have the office that belonged to Congresswoman Shirley Chisholm. So mm. I, that was amazing. Like, Katie, girl, <laughs> I mean, I'm not inviting you nowhere, but I'm saying that was nice. <laughs> What a way to check your privilege and what a way to know, you know what? This office is going to mean a lot oh, more I do to Ayanna than it was to me. I also buy a drink mm-hmm. for so because that. she's giving these old white folks the run for their money and I love it. <laughs> she's going to be giving them hell all of these years. She is. Um, Rob, <laughs> would you like to buy I a drink? I was completely unprepared. Um... See, I gave you a compliment. Mm-hmm. See, mm-hmm. if you would have followed. I didn't know about the buying of, <laughs> of drink. So, so not only do you not follow the have, pod, but you don't I have listen to the I have listened to, I got, I got, I've listened okay. to several of your podcasts. So, Rob, the whole premises of the show is that we drink and we buy drinks. I, it's the I never whole, thought about the whole buying of a drink. It's the foundation. I never thought about the buying of a drink. So I want to buy a drink for, this is going to be lame, but like my friends, like my close friends, my family okay. friends. They they held your boy. Like life is hard. They always there. They actually support me. I I do a very very bad job of letting people support me, and they refuse to let me be out here by myself. It's okay. That's good. That's That's good. I'm gonna assume myself. That was perfect. Right. <laughs> that was <Excellent>. perfect. <laughs> I mean, if we if if you would come with my hat and get I mean, buy me, I'm drink, going to I'm assume myself whichever way. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, so you, do you even, I know exactly where the hat is. Do you even know where the hat is? Like, yeah, real talk. Okay. I'm pretty sure she's in there. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure I've received a picture of you wearing that. Like, oh, wow. Uh, wow. <laughs> uh, Ins- insert WeeBay meme or, or gift. Wow. Oh, so Chris. Rob was watching The Wire for the first time also, yeah. but he stopped watching it after the first season as well. Yeah, so, so two peas in a no, pod over it's here. Call, it's called story Man, building. Man, that was slow, cuz. Like, season one was all right. Season one, actually, season one, season, season one was really good. But season two, I just could not. I made it, I think, three episodes in. It is It is breaking my heart. It is breaking my heart. I am who I, I might, am. I'm, I might fall back into it. <laughs> <laughs> um, on Instagram, we are Poor Life Decision, and we're constantly asking y'all questions. And y'all like it, and y'all keep scrolling. Please answer the question. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Dorian, can you say please? No, I felt that, Dorian. I felt I that. Like, yeah. Yeah. Y'all right. <laughs> Um, and if we love y'all we want to hear from y'all poor life decision apparel we have a really cool shirt and a mug over on etsy the store name is poor life decision so you've had another lovely episode of poor life decision Hmm.
Um, feel free to review us on iTunes, comment on SoundCloud. You know, just talk to us. We like to talk. If you haven't noticed. Bye. <laughs> yes. Thank y'all for joining us, and we will oh, see you next week. Bye. Bye, everybody. 16-year-old. Bitch. They try to check it to 10. I got hoes calling a young nigga phone. Where's Ollie with the motherfucking dog? Bitch, I be balling like a motherfucking pro. I be balling like my nigga Mo.